0: Greetings dear friends, we are glad to welcome you to the international roundtables, which are a continuation of the international online conference Global Crisis. This already affects everyone. The purpose of which is to collect all the facts and to understand the general picture of the crisis we are facing now and will face in the near future. This conference is organized by ordinary people from more than one 180 countries, understanding and realizing the seriousness of the situation, especially with the climate crisis, people translated this conference live into 72 languages of the world. And on December 4th, 2021, we invite everyone to the conference Global Crisis, Time for the Truth.
1: Let me now introduce uh, actually the participants of today's roundtable. Uh, so today we have with us uh, Dr. Uh, Shatnam De Chakar, CEO Council of International Chamber of Commerce, that we will see if we can have her connecting with us. We also have uh, Tuchar Pancholi, Director, Parianava uh, Vika Kendra, Environmental Activist and Social Worker. And we also have uh, Diara, um, Business Assistant and Participant of Creative Society project
0: yes thank you Jonathan for introducing our guests today and uh, greetings to everybody so the topic of today's roundtable is ecology how did we reach the limit and now we invite everyone to watch a video excerpt from the conference and uh, start our discussion
2: is a living organism, and everything in it is interconnected. The earth is as much as an organism as a human, and it's just as vulnerable. Our illusion of happiness and well-being can be shattered in a moment. of lungs are damaged. Each year, the world loses about 10 million hectares of forest area, equivalent to 27 soccer fields per minute. In 2015, an estimated 50% of the planet's wild forest had gone. If the trend is not stopped, we will only have 10% of the world's original forests left by 2030. In addition to industrial logging, large numbers of forests are being destroyed by annual fires, abnormal weather phenomena, and acid rains. Forests are also being destroyed in the so-called green pursuit. For example, 9,000 trees have to be cut down to produce a year's supply of paper bags for just one retail store. Forests are known to provide oxygen, but they are also home to many species of animals and plants. Deforestation leads to soil erosion, reduced river water availability, and enhanced greenhouse effect. And despite the signing of the UN Declaration, on forest in 2014, which aims to have deforestation by 2020 and to stop it permanently by 2030. The global average annual gross tree cover loss has increased by 40% in recent years. If forests disappear, one third of humanity, which is currently heavily dependent on forest and forest products, will suffer poverty and death 75% of skin is affected. As of today, 75% of Earth's land area is already degraded as a result of human activity. By 2050, that figure could reach 90%. The main sources of soil contamination are industry, transport, agriculture, nuclear power, and huge areas of landfills production of environmentally friendly human health products is impossible on contaminated soil. Every year, 30 billion tons of fertile land are depleted worldwide. In other words, the equivalent of one soccer field of soil is eroded every five seconds. In the meantime, it can take up to a thousand years to produce one centimeter of fertile soil, which means we will not be able to increase the soil layer in our lifetime. Almost half of the topsoil on Earth has been depleted in the last 150 years. Land degradation leads to food shortages and famine. Currently, about 40% of the world's population is affected by land degradation. It is more than 3 billion people. Oxygen deficiency is being observed. Nine out of 10 people worldwide breathe polluted air. The main sources of anthropogenic air pollution are emissions by industrial plants, as well as all types of transport vehicles thermal power plants, and waste incineration. Air pollution is one of the leading threats to child health, accounting for almost one in 10 deaths in children under five years of age. 24% of all deaths among adults are caused from heart diseases, 25% from stroke, 29% from lung cancer, all of which, are induced by air pollution. Air pollution generated by burning fossil fuels is attributed to approximately 4.5 million premature deaths worldwide every year. The WHO estimates that air pollution kills more than 7 million people annually. Liver
3: badly damaged.
2: Marshes are a giant natural filter that effectively absorbs carbon dioxide, dust, and toxic elements from water and air. Within one year, one hectare of swamp absorbs three tons of dust from the air and seven to fifteen times more carbon dioxide than a hectare of forest, and releases seven to fifteen times more oxygen. Meanwhile. About 90% of wetlands have disappeared all over the world in the last 300 years. And now we continue to lose them three times faster than forest. Reasons for the disappearance of marshes are drainage for further agricultural use, urban expansion, and peat extraction. Swamps are being depleted as a result of water loss due to the wares and dams, construction, deforestation, and soil erosion. Contamination of marshes is caused by oil spills. Thus, the most important function of the marshes, cleansing the atmosphere, is impaired. If marshes stop absorbing CO2 from the atmosphere, its concentration will increase by 28% annually. Marshes are strategic storages of fresh water. Less than 1% of water on Earth is usable freshwater and is mostly stored in wetlands. The disappearance of marshes leads to a significant reduction in the supply of fresh water. The blood test is not good. billion people around the world do not have access to safely managed drinking water. Water scarcity already affects 4 out of every 10 people. Globally, at least 1.8 billion people have to use a drinking water source contaminated with feces. 2.6 million people die each year of diseases relating to the water and an unsanitary environment. That's 5 deaths every minute. 297,000 children under five die annually from diarrheal diseases due to poor sanitation, poor hygiene, or unsafe drinking water. According to the UN report, World Water Development Report, by 2025, an estimated 5.5 billion people may be living in areas facing moderate to severe water stress. The deterioration of the water scarcity situation will lead to mass migrations and as a consequence to conflicts and wars over this natural resource. According to the estimates of the world's water portal of the Pacific Institute between 2010 and 2019 worldwide, there have been 466 water-related conflicts of various scales. 36 of them were armed battles and 285 caused damage to water infrastructure. According to statistics, regions that had previously no problems with fresh water sources also find themselves in the zone of such conflicts. The researchers believe this trend will continue. The frequency of water conflicts will increase, affecting more and more countries.
1: The immune system is destroyed
2: Around 1 million animals and plants are threatened with extinction The global biomass of wild mammals has fallen by 82% In the past century alone, the number of species that have gone extinct is as much as it would normally take 10,000 years to accrue The current rate of extinctions is now rapidly approaching that of about 70 million years ago When the dinosaurs went extinct in the most terrible era for fauna. In 2018, biologists estimated that given the current extinction rate of mammals, it would take three to five million years to restore the planet's diversity. The disappearance of plant and animal species leads to the instability of ecosystems and consequently to the disruption of natural human habitats. From the UN report, the projected biodiversity loss will affect all people, with particularly detrimental effects on indigenous peoples and local communities, as well as to the poorer and vulnerable groups, taking into account their dependence on biodiversity for their livelihoods. And the vital signs of the body are sharply impaired.
1: The patient is in a critical condition
2: and brain tumor has been detected. The consumer lifestyle of humans is like a malignant tumor on the earth's body. It is constantly growing, consuming and consuming, and taking everything it needs from the macro organism for itself. It doesn't share, doesn't think about others, which results in the death of the organism along with the cancer tumor. If no global action is taken today, tomorrow it will be too late. The planet you live on is dying. The Creative Society is our only chance.
1: Um, yes, I wanted to continue with our next uh, speaker. and uh, so Diara, uh, it is very important for, for us to know what is your understanding and the importance of this conference and how did you perceive it. So please the floor is yours..
0: hello.
4: Yes, it turns out that um, I do not work um, as a, prof- you know, due to my professional field. But this topic really concerns me a lot, and that is why I, with great pleasure, participated in the preparation for this conference. And the video that we just watched, uh, you know, to be honest, I watched it a couple of times during the preparation for the conference, and even now, you know, it makes my heart. Um, you know, jump out. You, you cannot watch it without any reaction or emotions, and. Uh, To be honest, the conference that was held on the 24th of July, Global Crisis This Already Affects Everyone, it was, to my point of view, tremendous. Uh, It lasted for 12 hours, 12 hours of live broadcast, you cannot even imagine that, 72 languages 70, 10, two languages of simultaneous translation and just by this scale you can get really impressed and not even talking about the fact of the large scale of the conference and thousands of people were involved in it and I think that even those participants who took part in organization of this conference and preparation for this conference they didn't even have an idea of, of the scale that it will uh, be, how powerful it will will become. And the main uh, idea of the conference was that we as humanity uh, are not aware of how far we got in this consumption of resources and how dangerous they are to our ecology and how the climate change is... You know, approaching to us so fast, and I really like the the accent, like uh, the, the point that the climate and the ecology these are different things, and the the reasons of the climate crisis are the cyclical processes on on the on the planet, and the ecology is caused by the human activities, and um, we can cope with the ecology but we cannot do anything about the climate crisis and but I do, uh, and but I am sure that we need to solve the ecological problems for sure, as, and this is especially relevant to, uh, in in the epoch of the climate crisis that is happening to us right now. And um, just as the organism with good immune system is capable of curing the, uh, you know, the strong disease, the same are uh, in the same way the planet will be able. To cope with the crisis and ecology in the creative society should become our immune system that will help us to survive. And just as the very famous, um, you know, the, the very f- famous person from the um, uh, book Robinson Crusoe. Um, had to find the instrument to survive, the the same we need to find the tools to survive. The the closer the cataclysms are, the the deadlier and stronger and more powerful they will become to us. And the only thing that will help us to protect ourselves Uh, and we need to be aware like how to get ready for the uh happening cat- catastrophes and the common catastrophes thank you so much thank
0: you, Barbara, for your understanding is really so many factors which we do not take into account concerning ecolog- ecological situation in the world and uh how it uh, makes our planet more vulnerable 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 for uh those climatic uh, cataclysms, climate cataclysms which are happening around the globe right now um Mr. Tushar Pancholi let me uh, address the same question to you. Uh, so, for you, what was the most memorable part of this conference?
5: Yeah, thank you, thank you for inviting me and or to be the part of this great initiative. I think uh, the most important. Part which I have been to understand and also from my experience is the consumerism. Uh, And consumerism also leads to the development. The model, different models of development which is I think basis for Consumerism. That is how we uh, uh, measure our development. How much we have consume, consumed. How how fast we consume. I think that is the measure for the development. And I think that that is the whole problem of whole society these these days. And. Uh, If we look at the, I I was also looking at this title called uh, earlier, uh, this, we have reached the limit. I also, I will say, I think we have crossed the limit. Not only reached the limit, but we have crossed the limit. And, uh, yeah, the, the most important is it is affecting everyone. It is affecting rich, it is affecting poor. So, but some, for some people it is more like poor people and uh, it is affecting less to privileged people, I will say, in the world. So, I think uh, that is what I see the problem of ecology and, and then climate crisis. It is, uh, everything is linked basically. What I am also looking is like water, air and land. We have already like very much destroyed, destructed. That is all directly and indirectly affecting livelihoods of millions or I will say billions of small people, poor people or who are like direct. Uh, that affects directly to the people who are they are in touch with nature every day. So their natural resources are taken away by privileged people in the name of development. So I will say like small farmers or small ponds or small rivers are being polluted by industries and so many other activities. And uh, these small people cannot do anything. And they are the one who are affected directly, and, and the worst thing is they are not responsible for what is going on, but they are they are they are, they are the receiver in the in this world. So I think that we have to understand that focus has to go where who is being affected at what level. We have we have to also recognize that and different level, and that is what right comes right to life, right to good life, right to good environment, which is being like taken away from these people. So that is what where I, I think that it, uh, focus has to be, from my point of view, we need to focus on that, that issue also. Like few, few million people are controlling most of the earth. So... Millions of people are being affected due to uh, activities by few of the million people. So that is how we have to, and this million people have to come out and speak. And that is where I think see, the role of creative society is very important. To bring this voice in front and uh, let them contribute to the what they want, or how, what kind of earth we want. What kind of ecology we want, what kind of air we want. That that has to come out. Children next generations has to come out. So children are very and youth are very important part of the whole movement, can become a very important and should become very important part of movement to conserve our ecology and environment and the society, humankind itself. So that is what like uh, when we discuss with like our people and school children, that too. what I discuss is like if you see a look at lion or tiger or any other animal, they will never consume anything. They will take whatever from the forest, whatever they want for the time being, as a natural process. But from them also, I th- I think we, we have thought that is what I. Will.
1: Thank you, Mr. Tisha, and thank you for your insight. I think you you raised a very important topic that was one of the main purpose of this conference is really to show that what is affecting a part of the population on the planet uh, is not like those people are actually not necessarily responsible. But as a whole, we are all responsible to make something better of our planet and to make sure that we can step out from this consumerism society that is um impacting so much uh the planet and uh, i think it's it's a responsibility for each of us to have so thank you very much again for your for yeah. insights um, I would like to now pass the floor to Dr. Satnam um, and basically asking the same question to all of the speakers. What is the main uh, things that you took out of this conference? What was the part of this conference that uh, uh, s- did something to you like that you understood the most and that really inspired you?
6: In my belief, uh, the main issue about this is uh, people even sitting at home, you know, this is not a one person job, you know, unless every individual is motivated and unless every individual understands their duty. So importantly, I think we fall back on our governments. We fall back on the companies that are responsible. We fall back on the ministries, departments. I guess people are deluded in the way because they do not understand that uh, regardless of who's creating the problem, it's now uh, it's now a case where people have to pick the pieces up so we all have to understand come out and understand what our duties are but saying that you know it's not as easy as just saying we know our duties so what as a normal human being they have to understand what is it that they can contribute how can they help so this is why it's so important to have seminars and summits like this where you can you know experts can come out they can speak out and they can then motivate people that wait a second you don't have to be an industrialist you don't have to be a minister you don't have to be an educationist or you don't have to be someone specific to be able to aid you know all you need to know is how to contribute, to, you know, make less pollution, how to contribute, Say for example, even plastic waste, Say for example, even, you know, car- so just for normal people to understand that making too many journeys individually in a car, carpool, okay, or trying to use public transport, like even uh, I think after COVID people are kind of, you know, getting uh, worried about uh, getting on public transports. So, you know, this again, these little things, they matter. So in in UK, say, for example, you know, the, the, the council is trying to encourage people to cycle, you know, things like that. The little, little things that can add up, but they can be such a significant change when everything is put together. So that is why it's so important, and I, I've seen all the experts, you know all the views, they've been all the pragmatic solutions they've been putting up, they've been giving us all the real status of how the situation is you know mapping up because uh, think even the speaker before me was saying that we're thinking that we're crossing we actually hitting the limit, whereas the situation is we've crossed the limit already. Okay, so there's so much damage done. And now if we really want to cope up, if we really want to bring something back, if we really want to sustain something, it is like we have to almost rush run and see how we can actually, uh, you know, we can actually pace up with that. So, so importantly that uh, I think uh, we have online lectures, we have uh, students You know, in classes, they're actually given physical lessons about these. They actually carried, you know, they're given some kind of curriculum where they're they're following activities. So I'm actually part of one of the universities, IAU, and we're actually working on uh, a summit now for 17 days. We'll be having uh, 100 countries involved and having speakers to other countries. To And we're trying to get to almost every school and to to make these students understand and get them involved so they understand what the 17 Sustainable Goals are. So that becomes their life unless we do these kind of things where we can educate every human being how they can help and how they can be a part of it then it's difficult you know as a chain as a group as a institution it's, it's easier when everyone is moving that way you just join in you're part of it and you know that you've done your job as an individual I think sometimes people don't know what to do that is why I focus mainly on that because these little things you know these are very minor to think about okay but being a part of that, you know, common uh, world, being the part of just a common man, you know that unless you know how to contribute, you will not do it, okay? Because obviously, you know, whatever uh, pitfalls, COVID's left and all the economic, uh, you know, whatever difficulties people are facing, it is very easy to get absorbed in all the problems that we have already and forget about the bigger threat that we have. This global crisis its so easy, isn't it? Because we're all all actually kind of, you know, spared in our own problems at the moment. Our jobs, our prospects, future is like a way apart. At the moment, people are thinking, how do we survive in our health? How do we survive? How do we come out? How do we actually economically balance ourselves? So at the same time, you know, to keep this understanding going with them that wait a second, we can counterbalance one, but then we have a higher threat that probably will come out of this, but then having no planet to be somewhere, you know, we have no planet. So where are our what? What are we looking at? It's not even a case now where we can say, okay, our, our kids or our, our future generations will not have somewhere to be or somewhere safe to be. It's now been such. Uh, disastrous, uh, you know, zone that we don't even know that in our own lifetime we'll see something. Already we've seen things happening. I, I've heard things like in Toronto, you know, people died, 40 people died out of a heat wave. I mean, do you know what I mean? So it means like the whole global situation, this this climatic zone, everything is changed. We don't know when the crisis started, you know, these pandemics, whatever coming from. So that is why it's so important what you guys are doing. And uh, it was such a wonderful experience to hear from everyone. I actually was sharing all these videos around because it is it is this is what is required. This is honestly what is required, awareness. So I would uh, thank, like I said, you know, I'm very, very grateful. And the more we can do, I guess, the more people can come out and talk about it. And also, you know, more people can... Uh, give more information on how they can help and how they can join groups, you know, if they individually don't know what to do, they can join certain kind of groups. I think more uh, organizations need to come up and start, you know, some kind of projects where people can independently join a little bit and do like maybe plantations, you know some kind of plantation sprees where they help you, where they get you plants, and then they encourage you to come out and spend maybe an hour, a week or something, you know, things like that have to come out. So all people have to understand it, that every little helps. No one has to think that if it's only me. What, how does it matter? You know, it's only me. One me is not going to change the world. But yes, one me for someone, you know, that is their world. So this little thought is very important, I guess, that we all start to think about our duties, not our rights. At the moment, I think we really have to come out. We have to think about collaborations. We have to forget about who takes the credit. We, We just have to think that if we are not there, that will make a difference. So I guess that kind of attitude we do need to live with. Very important. A lot of these organizations I see in UK, because I work with them, they work... They're kind of working day and night, day and night, day and night, because I I, I actually actively work with them. That is why I know more about them, saying that. But there are so many more, so many more around the world. You know, people are getting like, people are concerned. They are concerned that it is their planet. Wait a second. Someone needs to take the responsibility because some profit consumers, you know, some people who are getting, you know, getting their uh, pockets heavy on fossil fuels and all that kind of things, you know, it is difficult because they have to outweigh that sometimes this planet is also for them. They can't just look, you know, be selfish and look at their own gains and then leave people, you know, struggling. So that's why I said, yes, we all do need to see whatever we can. And hopefully the message goes to people who can really significantly help because, yes, as an individual, you can only put what you can do. But these big offenders, you know, the big climatic offenders, they really have to, you know, understand. And then the only way to stop them is to actually uh, raise more and more awareness, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So thank you so much, Dr. Satna, for your feedback. And, uh, of course, for your deep understanding of the situation, you said that uh, we should be aware of the global situation and uh, uh, that's actually the problem today that people do not know what's happening in other parts of the world so then maybe jonathan we can ask uh, the next question uh, our guest uh, our speaker mr mr tushar jonathan
1: Yes, thank you, Florina. Uh, so, yeah, Mr. Tucha, uh, you, you are working with a uh, rural community. So, uh, could you please um, uh, share with us uh, your opinion on the state of the environment and the effect on the local communities?
5: Yes, that's a good question, I think. Yeah. So, I've been working with uh, local communities, especially... Uh, And in the coastal area with fishing community and then some farmers are involved mainly. And in those situations, especially this fishing community is affected largely by the pollution uh, being released in the sea. And that is, and it is directly affecting the quantity and quality of fish catch and they directly uh, affecting the livelihood of those thousands of people. And those, uh, what I have uh, learned from them is like 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 last 30 40 years the whole fish diversity has vanished has been finished thanks to this pollution and overfishing. And uh, also, with this uh, small farmers I'm working in the rural area, it's a huge impact, especially on the farmers who, who are practicing rainfed rainfed farming, who, whose uh, farming is totally dependent on rain. And thanks to the climate change uh, occurrences uh, in last, uh, I will say, 10 years. The rain has been very unpredictable, and uh, in like in uh, where I am working it's kind of a very arid area, and very traditionally a very a less water uh, rain area, but now last if you see last ten years it's very heavy rains, and so is resulting in soil erosion. Loss of crops, loss of livelihood, affect directly affecting the life, living standards of these people, and uh, resulting this results in the migration, migration to urban areas for for the sake of job, Uh, leaving these uh, lands, which is a very precious uh, resource. in damage, and uh, also causing like uh, you, you can say uh, permanent damage to the soil. So it's a and uh, this is happening on a large scale. Large scale means uh, it's like every year few hundred hectares of land are being destroyed under due to pollution and another. Uh, way of pollution in this area is the salinity ingress. We say this uh, because of the uh, too much of soil, uh, saline, uh, uh, too much of extraction of water, groundwater. The saline water, the sea water is uh, coming inside the fertile area. And this directly, uh, another, another way of destroying this. Uh, Area and this all this farming land has become saline again, resulting in migration to urban areas. And so, uh, these two three phenomena again, I will say they are not responsible for what is going on on. around, and they are uh, they are uh, facing the results of a climate change, climate crisis. In their villages, and uh, it's a huge uh, loss of livelihood, loss of healthy, health, and uh, I will say, results in so much so many misery. People cannot go to school, children can, cannot go to school because they don't have enough income to send them to school, and then, yeah, so many things happening. Uh, uh, that is what I would like to say, you know
0: just uh, the importance of rising uh, these issues. It's impossible to overestimate, actually, uh, because, uh, as uh, Dr. Satnam already said today, each person on the planet should realize the scale of the problem and see the clear solution of it, see the exit, actually. Uh, and if you look at what is happening right now, after just after the conference has gone, amidst uh, a lot of flooding, we are also seeing... Glaciers melting at an enormous rate. So, for example, Greenland yeah. eight point five billion tons of ice melted uh, in just one day on July twenty seven, two thousand twenty. Ah. Yes, and thus the threat of flooding entire cities uh, and countries is becoming uh, even more acute. So, I would like to address my ne- my next question to Doctor Satnam Deutchakar. Uh, Dr.
5: Satna. Can I? Can I? Can I? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, uh, that is what we are trying to do. We are trying to make our people that what is going on, what is climate change, and how we have to cope up in in future. So we are trying to educate them in that uh, on those issues also. So it's a long process, difficult process, but we are trying to do that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Please.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dr. Tushar, for addition. And this is actually the responsibility of each of us now. uh, People who already know uh, what's happening around the globe to inform other people. But I would like to ask Dr. Satnam uh, the question about uh, the scale. Uh, How should we do it? So, Dr. Satnam, what do you think? Can a single country cope with this problem? Or we should act um, together?
6: No, definitely, you know, um, I always say that things, these things, they're not handled alone. It's not easy to handle anything alone. You know, this problem, this uh, whatever situation we're facing, it's a global situation, you know, and countries, look, when the pandemic happened, we thought, you know, what happened? you know everyone regardless, people had to think about the other countries, isn't it because that that effect is coming from there to here, people are travelling, so it's circulating, but the global situation is still the same, you know because people there are you know fossil fuels or this carbon imprints you know they're happening wherever you know the 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 our solar system our ecosystem is absorbing things. They're from everywhere. You can't just say that one country will be okay because they're following the rules. They're trying to be good. (laughs) We're living under the same sky, isn't it? So how can... We can't actually... So it's so important that this phenomena of... You know, thinking about this global crisis has to be a one family, like a one world family. You know, everyone has to come together at the same time and think that we as a country, we as a state, we as a family, we as a, a myself, what are we trying to do? Because it, this problem, like I said, you know, this is something that has to be instilled like us drinking water or actually eating. This is should be our, our programmatic, you know, the, we need to be programmed on. Oh, you know, the way we think, we get up in the morning. We know these are our duties. These are, this is what I have to do to feed my family. I have to go to work. So it's almost the same level of awareness we need within our own self. Oh, I'm a person. My, my planet has this issue, you know, unless I make some little changes every day. You know, that will actually help towards it. I'm not doing my job. This is the level we need to get to. I think this is the level really we need to get to. Otherwise, it's so difficult. Otherwise, even as a country, like I said, you know, even if we have all our, you know, we have the summits, we have the, you know, the global council sitting, we have the geo summits and G13, whatever we have. No, they can only put measures in. They can only put steps in. They can only put, you know, uh, legislation in. We have to follow. Do you know what I mean? So individually, we have to follow. Yes, uh, governments put, uh, you know, they what they can do is they put it as a law. They put penalties or fines. Okay, don't do this, don't do that. But like I said, it, it all really depends on individual as well. Yes, that is why I said we need to provide more help to individuals. For us to understand. So awareness, like I said, very important. Awareness to a level where people are educated almost. You know, like a... Like a uh, effort, you know, this effort it can't be just okay. Uh, this has to be collective effort from the institutions. Like I said, you know, we, we're dealing with a lot of schools at the moment, a lot of universities, schools, colleges, trying to put them all together, doing competition of SGTs. Why? Because we want people to understand that there is, you know, it is very. Um, unfortunate, you know, that when sometimes we're talking to some even government employees somewhere in the world, they're not even uh, aware of even the sustainable development goals. They don't understand them. So think about that. Do you know what I mean? So the awareness level, what I'm thinking about is how do we reach to masses? How how do we reach out to more and more people? So the only answer is more help, more more, uh, awareness, more collaborations, more, uh, you know, people initiatives. So a lot of more is required, I guess, a very you know, unfortunate situation. But yes, the more we can come out, at least we know that we're making our best effort. We can't control the whole situation, but we can control our situation. We can see how best we can modify our actions or how best we can come out and support this. So I guess that is what I normally believe in.
1: Thank you very much for for your answer and it really makes sense that, I mean, nothing is stopping at the border of a country where a country now, we are all here on the entire earth and everybody's concerned and everybody needs to be aware. And so that communication needs to go to everybody and nothing can just be done by one person or by a group of person or by a country, by a government. It has to be very uh, mutual and unity uh, activities. So, dear speaker, thank you very much for your answers and expressing your personal view on the issues. Um, Dr. Ulrich uh, Kubinger, um, CEO of VTA Group from Australia, gave an interview specifically for the roundtable. So I would like to uh, let's listen to what he had to, to say. We are
7: very einfach
3: we grew up very simply and we never had clean water at home we were rather poor people simply working-class people
8: in
7: 1957
3: it was not common in our village that people should have everything and i always had the desire even as a little boy to make the water clean That really concerned me, because the water was so brown. Yes, and that has run like a thread through my life. I have developed 2,000 products since 1992 until today. I also have many patents. From my perspective, I see water as a finite resource. Water does not reproduce itself. We have to get water over and over again through the recirculation process. If this water becomes contaminated, then we have lost the water. Uh, That's the next issue. We're cementing our soils and then, of course, we don't have any drainage areas anymore. And what happens if the drainage areas are too small? But it is because of these water pockets that are now emptying that there occurs the slowing of streams. And, for example, because of the well-known slowing of the Gulf Stream, we are sliding into a climate catastrophe in okay. der that will inevitably come our way. In my view, this can no longer be dismissed. And if we don't do something about it, nature will show us that in principle it doesn't need us. The reality is that when you see that the poles are melting and that the glaciers are melting, and if you imagine that, no matter what, in Austria, in Switzerland, the glaciers have melted in the last 20 20 years, up to 140 or 170 meters, and they are more or less dissolving into water. The sea level is rising, the water is warming. Nevertheless, I can't measure global warming by one hot summer that follows a not-so-hot summer. That would be too trivial. But overall, there is warming on the planet. And, in my opinion, and I hope I am mistaken here, if we don't do anything about it, we're going to see a global climate crisis in 2050 or 2055 at most. Yes, there will be migration because of the desertification. We see that this drought is intensifying in large parts of the world. The deserts are growing, and you see it. California is certainly a thriving land, but I don't know if that's still true. Think for a few years. Anyway, I know five major economic powers where this is the case. In California, wells are drying up. People are selling land today, not small pieces of land, but large areas, because they no longer have water, and they only buy land where there is still water where wells still function in South America or elsewhere where monocultures are being cultivated today, be it with papayas or other fruits that need a lot of water, there is no water left on the opposite shore. Or, let's go to Uzbekistan, where we're right on the subject of the Aral Sea, which in the end, we have to say quite clearly, the sea has dried up down to a small part, and the dust that escapes from the ground makes the children sick with tuberculosis and all kinds of dust diseases, because the ground is also contaminated. So here, we do have a problem. We also see a problem with microplastics, but I see even worse with hospital germs, and especially with medical contamination, microcontaminants, wastewater, everything that we practically flush down the toilet or through a sink that comes back somewhere.
2: It is not gone,
3: but it comes back to us. The cycle is not stopped. I find this conversation with you to be one of the most meaningful conversations I've had in recent years, because there are many people in front of me who hold solidarity or the social collectivity in their hearts as much as I do. I would like to thank you for that.
1: Thank you very much, Doctor, for your very insightful um, and information that you just gave us very 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 insightful um, so I would like to continue uh, with dr uh, um, so we know that you were you were taking part in gathering the information uh, for the conference uh, so taking part in this huge uh, analytical process uh, and when I say huge it has been gathering a lot of people working on it so could you please share your understanding uh, what is the personal responsibility of each person and society as a whole Um, for the environmental crisis we are finding ourselves in today. Please, the floor is yours.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much for the question. And, you know, I think that from the point of view of an ordinary person, we know that there are problems in the ecology, we hear about them, but it's like they're somewhere in, you know, another universe for us. And if we take a look, like, every day, how we leave this Every day, um, the ordinary people we wake up, drink a, you know, a glass of water every day ritual as as prescribed prescribed by doctors, right? But is this water clear? Uh, as we already talked today, where on our planet do we have a clear, pure uh, sources of water, especially for the citizens of? Uh, you know, big cities or in citizens of the
0: uh,
4: poor countries. Yes, it's been filtered, but as we have seen uh, during the conference on the 24th of July, the plastic, the microplastic that is in the water does not go anywhere. And this is one of the ingredients of our food and and drinking water. And we have no idea how much microplastic do we um, basically eat every day we cook this breakfast, what do we do next? We go outside, we uh, breathe the fresh air but is it fresh? It's polluted with all kinds of transportation. We don't have the ecological sources of energy or alternative sources of energy that we have let's say solar panels or um, others that were mentioned during the conference they're not as pure and ecological as we think, they don't work the proper way. They don't work the way we want. We can just recall what happened in the uh, in what happened to the South States in the United States of America when millions of people uh, were. You know, happened to be without electricity and this green energy basically did not work and if we come back to our everyday um, actions, we uh, come to work where we use paper uh, for, you know, for the production of which the there is uh, The forests are being cut down. And we heard during the conference the scale of deforestation. And this is a large scale that cannot be reproduced. It's hard to reproduce. Even those trees that we plant, they need time to grow up, and they need to to be taken care of the same way we do you know at home and especially in the countries with not very um, good climate zones and then we go and drink coffee and you don't even know what what is better the paper cup or the plastic cup because you know the plastic cup takes a lot of time to um, you know to get destroyed. So basically we go shopping and uh, most of the bags are like made of plastic but even the paper bags does not solve the issue. We come back home, we cook dinner, we sort our we sort the trash but we don't know what is happening to it afterwards. Not all cities have the um you know the the, the plants that can recycle it. So basically, we kind of like take the trash and put it in different place, but nothing changes. So basically, we shift our responsibility for the ecologists, ecolo- ecological specialists, to politicians. But what, in general, is happening in you know to our ecology? Basically, right now, ecology is like the tool for making money, but not solving problems. And You know, this is maybe why I kind of like decided to change my work and if we take a look at the situation, uh, after the conference that was held on the 24th of July, I cannot be just the observer, I cannot stay aside how I, I I just need to think of how we as people can solve it. I know that the activists, uh, you know, socially active people are trying to solve it locally. They're cleaning the uh you know, the streets, but what does it solve the problems? Not really. Be, because there are like Greenpeace and uh United Nations that should be solving these problems, but no, they don't. And they actually forbid to their um, representatives to take part in the conference so they don't solve the problems as we can see they uh, you know like every every one of us every one of us every day basically contributes to the destruction of our planet earth and the ecological crisis this is happening to each one of us right now so we need to realize it
0: The problem is that in the consumer society we do not have a way out of this cycle, cycle of garbage, cycle of uh, polluting our water because uh, the system is constructed in the way so that we do not have any other opportunity but uh, as you said uh, the responsibility is on each person because if, if we understand what we are doing each day what we are doing with our planet with the air we are breathing now with the air our children will breathe in the future what we leave, what planet we leave for them uh so if we think about it if we understand what we are doing now we can change it. But if we do not understand, if we are like dreaming, just dreaming in the sweet uh, dream of uh, consumer consumerism, we will not be able to change anything. So now let's move on and um, think out how can we come out of this, uh, how can we solve all these issues and the issue of uh, the uh, polluting our ecosystem in the creative society. Let's speak about creative society. Now I would like to introduce our next speaker. This is Yue Yang, PhD, Secretary General of the Russian Chinese Association of Painting and Calligraphy, recorded specifically for the Global Crisis Conference. Let's watch the video.
7: Hello,
8: my name is Yue Yang, and I'm delighted to be here in Alatra's global online conference on July 24th. The global crisis, it already affects everyone. Just to briefly introduce myself, a few years ago, I finished my master's and doctor's studies in international relations at Moscow University. And now I am the secretary general of the Russian Chinese Calligraphy Association. It's a great pleasure to meet you all. People are constantly consuming, including consumption of many natural resources. This causes serious damage and greatly changes the environment on which our life directly depends. The format of society in which human activities are driven by personal interests and material profits is not sustainable. That's why I think that working hard to achieve the ideal And believing that you are doing something right is truly wonderful. This is really significant and will definitely be fruitful. I believe that in our society there should be many, many people like me and many Many people who are even more active than me, even more knowledgeable than me, and more socially influential. And as long as everyone interacts together, they will get closer and closer to the ideal life, that's for sure. Because I've seen it in my life. This proves this ideal and the real striving for such a society. And that's what Alatra International Public Movement is all about working together to build a creative society and we're all humans. The universe and nature are like a single organism and human beings should coexist harmoniously with the universe and this nature. This is the way of heaven and earth.
1: Thank you, Yu Yang, for your very inspiring contribution to this uh, to this roundtable. Uh, i think you really got it right and it's all about this really unification that is very important to have and having more and more people having this uh, drive and strive for the future so i have a question for actually all our esteemed speakers can we deal with this crisis individually or should we choose the way of unification dr santnam i pass the floor to you to answer that question, please.
6: I guess I'm um, always about unification. I always said that, you know, in, in, even if you look at the home situation, even in a family, you know, <laughs> unless the whole family is united, you can't deal with issues that come home. Do you know what I mean? So, like always, I why I say this is, you know, we really have to now treat this world as a family this is a family issue okay and this world is ours this planet is ours we want to be here we want to be safe we want to cultivate it we need to start thinking together we need to start working as a unit it will not work otherwise unfortunately you know because so much has gone wrong the only way to rectify it is to be just sticking together making it work, making every possible solution that can, you know, bring about even a little change, not thinking about the, you know, the the limitations of what can or can not happen. You know, we just have to think about how quickly we can actually adhere to whatever solutions are around us. So just join hands. Like I said, always <laughs> the more awareness that can there be, that is more more easier because you know unless there is awareness, people uh, you know normal people sitting at home they don't they listen to the news yes they listen to it it is there for a minute is gone, so some kind of you know very concrete effort needs to be there you know with the governments with the schools with the institutions with even like corporates you know we're everywhere you know this has to be something that has to uh, be a topic of you know something uh, a I think a realization topic where, like I said, you know, almost like your own kind of job list. Unless we make it that kind of, you know, uh, this, that kind of priority, then it's very difficult. That is why I say say it is, you know, this individual effort that we can put in collectively will make a difference. Mm -hmm. And if we start relying on each other, if we start relying on others, it is difficult because think about it, losing one, one at a time, and then, then it's the whole world, isn't it? But then, again, the same way, if you're putting one and one together, that just brings every one of us, isn't it? And then if everyone is doing the right thing, if everyone is trying to work the way they it should be, you know, then it's less job for uh, us collectively, isn't it? So very little thing, very little thought, but we are the change makers you know we actually are the change makers and we do have the power to change the world <laughs> because in our own self our world we try to balance and then the whole everything you know falls back in their own space so yes we do need a unified unified kind of approach thank you
1: thank you very much
8: yes
0: yes you know that's uh, such a great pleasure to hear uh, to hear your understandings and uh, realize that there are a lot of people around the globe who actually are striving for actions are striving for unifications are striving to solve these problems not you know i like hide in my own home house yes uh, and i do not see all these um, issues which are uh, around me on the globe, and I would like to ask you, Mister Tushar and Mister Tushar, uh, how? What do you think? How can we bring this message? Uh, bring raise the awareness of uh, each person on the planet today. What can each of us do to bring this message to each person?
5: Uh, I think there
0: are many ways
5: of bringing it. It's a complex task, big task, huge task. And we but we have to do it. We must take this message of unification, coming, coming to one platform, and what are the issues and what are the solutions we are looking for? And what can be the solutions? All these things needs to be needs to go to each and everyone on this planet. And and I think that is how we can make them participate in the finding the solution and be the part of finding the solution. I think that is the most important thing we need to do. That is where unification coming on the same platform, same level of understanding, like what kind of planet? What kind of environment? And we need. I think not I or me, but we is the key word. I from one of the traditional uh, indigenous uh, groups in uh, northeast in India. I heard this word called solidarity economy. So it's a uh, one village. So we were like. In solidarity, we have to come together. Solidarity of the earth and solidarity of the humankind. I think that is why we want uh, that solidarity will save us. That can that is the only way of doing it. So I think that solidarity is the key word for each other. Uh, and uh, mm, yeah, I think. There are so many ways of doing it. We are like, if you say we are like a civil society organization, we are taking the last person, like educated, non-educated, highly educated. Everyone has to be educated and we have to use different tools to get this message. Like for one educated person, we have very different Type of tool, and then and then like we have this kind of a conference. Uh, the, I, an uneducated person won't be able to uh, learn from this conference. But we have to use like I will be using this knowledge and transferring it to the local people in the local language or any many other ways of doing it. So like street plays and we have like plays and, and storytelling and so many things we can do and so much to do. I think it's a, such a complex situation and so much to do and we need so many people to come out. We need more and more volunteers like this creative society group. No? Like we have to take this idea to everywhere. And that is how we go get through this point and we have to do it quickly, fast. Because the climate, the effects of the activities that is going on is also affect on environment is very fast. So we have to also be very quick and fast and very effective to the point. What we are telling them and how we are telling them. should be like we need very good strategy, very good plan, and then the very good implementation of the whole thing. So like like coming on one. We have like global like network like this and then we have a common message and taking it to to the every every almost everywhere, wherever we can reach. I think that is how we can do it. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, I I have to read that I really agree with what you say regarding this solidarity, because it's really the the main point: how we can unite people into solidarity. You don't impose solidarity onto people for them to do something, but they have to recognize it themselves. The, the what they have to do, and then provide that solidarity to other people, and so on and so forth. So I think. Uh, it's a very good way of putting in place that this information will enable people to, from their self, from their interior, realize what they have to do and then start doing it. But we will never work like the consumerism society that is imposing something on people. So thank you very much again for your insight. Um, I would like to move on to uh Lira. And could you please continue? Uh, also on answering this uh, this question,
0: please. Yes, sure. Uh,
4: yes, sure, this is very important for us people to unite. And unfortunately, not all of us understand why exactly. When I watched the conference, I read the comments under the conference the comments of the of the uh, audience who heard about the creative society for the first time and there were a lot of questions, um, like yes, the conference is really great. It's really nice. I like it so much. The the topics are, you know, discussed in detail. But what shall we do? What is the way out? What is the solution? And when people uh, answered that the way out is the creative society, uh, they didn't understand why why exactly for them create a society these two words were just just words but for me and i guess for most of the People who, uh, you know, prepared for the conference, organized it, and held it, and for other people who were um, somewhat connected to it, it's not just a um, empty sound, right? Uh, the creative society is like the desire of people um, that was. Basically uh, highlighted in the eight foundations of the creative society. This is the main idea, and if we touch upon any um, area of human life, is we we see that it is really nicely put together because the human life should be the highest value. And if we, for example, take a look at the science, if the human life is in, in on the first place, then. Uh, the science would be developed uh, for the benefit of human beings, and this way we could, you know, um, develop the technology. And if we, for example, take the um, e- take a look at the issue of trash, right, uh, in the world, then we could basically process it somehow and um, make um, some. You know, some things out of this trash, right? We can recycle it and create other new things. And this would already solve a huge part of the ecological problems, right? Can you imagine it?
0: So once you
4: just, you know, scroll through the social networks um, and you. Uh, basically, see some news where some uh, school pupils, uh, you know, invented some kind of technology to recycle uh, the trash. You you get surprised, and but you still question the, uh, question yourself why these technologies and inventions are not being used globally. That is why a- every person on earth has to understand why do we need the creative society. It's 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 not just is an, an empty sound or a couple of words. Uh, this is uh, the reality that we need to strive for, and the climatic cli- climatic catastrophes uh, are something that we won't be able to cope with on our own, alone, uh, so basically we all need to be united, we need to have this mutual support and it's it should come not from one particular person but from the whole society in general, all spheres uh, of Um, science or maybe the computer technologies like the artificial intelligence, everything has to be aimed at saving a human life Um, because human being is uh, the highest value and all these tools are not like individual, they have to be used uh, as, as a system altogether for the benefit of human beings. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, yes thank you Delara, uh, and thank you all dear speakers uh, for your understandings, for uh, your striving, for your inspiration and um, indeed only together we can cope with it and uh, create such a beautiful world. Delara uh, just uh, described us some technologies we can have in the creative society indeed when the human's life is the first value the highest value, won't we do anything to save the human's life, to save our world, to create beautiful conditions for each other because uh, value life, human's life you value your personal life and life of people around you and when each person understands it innerly as uh, Jonathan said today, uh, then we have this creative society. So. As we see, the global crisis that we are facing now is much more serious than we used to think. And to be prepared prepared for it, we need to be united. We need to realize our close connection with each other. While we are separated and while we shift the responsibility to others, we won't be strong enough and smart enough and prompt enough to solve the issue. What we really need now is to unite all of our human potential to help our planet and help each other to overcome this global crisis. And to do this, we first need to inform people around uh, around the world, to inform about the true reasons of global climate change as well as about the real global ecological situation in the world. Dear viewers, we invite you to join this wave to record your video feedbacks about the conference that we've discussed today. Invite your friends and colleagues to this discussion also. And also we invite you to watch the next conference on December 4th, Global Crisis, Time for the Truth. And uh, let's meet in the following round tables. Thank you all, dear guests, dear speakers, for your attention, for being with us today. Thank you.